why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. Good evening and welcome to The Sages Among Us. I'm Holly Grimaldi Flores, your host tonight, and my guest tonight, very excited to have Elias Funes, finally said it right, who is the managing editor at the Union newspaper in Grass Valley. And I want to say a few things about Elias. Um, He spent 20 years working as a journalist in the newspaper industry under various capacities, including photographer, photo editor, multimedia photojournalist, crime and news reporter, city government reporter, investigative reporter, page and layout editor, copy editor, managing editor for a variety of newspapers, including the Modesto Bee, the Merced Sun Star, the Patterson Irrigator, the Tracy Press, the West Stanislaus Journal, and of course, the Union. And I, the only thing I knew about him is that he can sing a great karaoke. (laughs) So I want to say welcome, Elias. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And um, so I always ask people what brought them to Nevada County. Were you born here? I shouldn't make an assumption. I think you came in, though. No, no. Yeah, I was born in uh, Patterson, California, in the Central Valley. And uh, the job is what brought me up here to, to Nevada County. I was, uh, I'd taken a couple couple years off of journalism and uh, decided to get back into it and checked out the journalism jobs uh, listings and saw the listing up here and decided to uh, drop my drop my name in the hat. And I know nothing about Patterson. How does that compare to Nevada County size-wise, demographics-wise? Uh, size-wise, it's um, roughly probably the combined population of Nevada City and Grass Valley. It's about 20,000, 22,000 population. Um, it's not necessarily the county seat. So, you know, it kind of gets overlooked, you know, when it comes to a lot of Stanislaus County uh politics but uh so grass valley nevada said nevada city don't necessarily get overlooked here right um so that's probably the the main difference there is uh is the uh, the engagement level i'd say is uh, people are really really engaged here in in uh, grass valley nevada city western nevada county everybody is wants to know what's going on and wants to be involved and and have a say in their uh, in their local government which is uh, kind of lacking i'd say there in patterson but. Yeah, interesting when people come here because involved to a fault almost, <laughs> some could say, <laughs> because people have certainly very strong opinions. How did you get into the newspaper business? So I started out as a photographer, a fine art photographer uh, in college and uh, in my professional life. And uh, eventually it just kind of landed in my lap. My hometown newspaper needed a, um, some extra photography work. And so I... I you know, I suggested uh, that that I was available if they needed any help, and uh, kind of went from there. That was about twenty years ago. So when I met you, I was working at the Union. I think I was leaving as you were starting, and I thought I don't want to say just a photographer, but you went from just a photographer to being all things to all people all over the county. And I'm wondering about that transition for you. It's just, just a natural progression. Was the photography the sec- the back seat when the reporter was the front seat? Uh, yeah, I'd say the, ph- the photography was the back seat. And, you know, that kind of, you know, those skills are all skills that I that I brought when I when I came up here. And I, I just kind of focused on uh, what was re- requested of me when I first started up here. But I had 
uh, about a year of being editor uh, under my belt when I was at the Patterson Irrigator newspaper, which was a twice a week newspaper. But um, so I had all that kind of experience of uh, being able to do a little bit of everything. So uh, transitioning into whatever role was requested of me wasn't really too much of a challenge. Well, I think it takes a certain kind of person to be in the journalism business. And I'm wondering if you had some mentors that pushed, put you in that direction or some of your early role models, talk about them a little bit, whether they did or didn't. Yeah, I mean, I've had some, I've had some interesting editors over the year. Let me say, let me say it that way. But, um, you know, one of my, you know, probably, uh, less positive uh, experiences with the editor I had at the the Patterson newspaper. He kind of uh, uh, showed me what it was like to be, you know, somebody not like him, obviously. So when I came up here to uh, the union, when I applied, uh, Brian Hamilton was the editor at the time. And, uh, you know, he recognized all of my all of my uh, um, skills and, and, you know, he said, you know, what's it going to take to get you up here? You know, I was like, well, just that kind of attitude, you know, just right. somebody that wants to work with me and recognizes my skills and wants to collaborate and isn't just necessarily like it's my way or the highway kind of editor. I don't I don't work well under those types. And and I try not to be that type of editor myself. So, well, it has certainly been an evolution. And you went through the pandemic part of that, of starting with uh, doing photography and multimedia, of which you do a fabulous job, by the way. I Thanks. don't quite understand some of it still. Try as I might uh, to manipulate media, <laughs> uh, visuals, you know, like Twitter and Instagram. But I noticed that you are, seem to have the union on all of the social media feeds, which cannot be an easy thing to do and takes a little bit extra effort. Absolutely. It does take some time to post on Twitter and post to Instagram and post to Facebook. But, you know, that's where a lot of our audience is. So we want to make sure that we we get out onto all those platforms as well. And that was my next question, because obviously media has changed. I want to talk a lot about how important local media is. But how have you had to change to find the audience? Because we're basically seniors. Aren't we all just still reading the printed paper absolutely and and thank goodness for that because <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what keeps us viable up here in nevada county um so we definitely never want to you know neglect our our senior population and and the folks that really want that printed you know uh, copy of the the paper in their hands every morning because that, that's what is going to always make sure that the union is viable up here but um but yeah i mean it's you know, the times are changing. We have to post to Facebook. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of Facebook live videos from, you know, wildfires and stuff that happen around here. And those are very, very well received. And, um, you know, they're used as information hubs that people use to exchange um, information about fires and stuff that's happening. So uh, so we do have, a you know, that, that uh, live, you know, that, um, you know, get it now information kind of presence and Right. Nobody kind of wants way. to wait anymore. No. Well, no. and here's another thing about that is I see you posting those and I'm thinking, should he be there right now? Because sometimes it looks fairly dangerous. So do you also have some kind of degree in firefighting or EMT? <laughs> well, uh, uh, there's uh, the I forget the exact um, uh, California um, uh code but there's a law that that is um, not just specific to california but definitely california 
uh, has this where journalists have access to places that not the, uh, the the normal public doesn't doesn't always have access to. So disaster situations, wildfires, uh, earthquakes, things like that. Right. Um, the uh, journalists have um, a right to be in those areas. And I, I always make sure that I don't get in the way and that I'm, you know, I've been doing this for, for, for 20 years. And, uh, you know, there's been quite a few uh, fires that I've, that I've been in, involved in. And so uh, I, I, I never put myself into a situation where I'm going to be, um, you know, harmed or in a situation. It, it might seem like that with some of these videos, but I always know that there's, you know, I always have an escape route. I'm always paying right. attention to, uh, you know, about 20 different things at the same time when I'm in those situations. So Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not worried about you being in the way. I'm worried about you being in harm's way. <laughs> but I'm glad to know that, that you're thinking it through. And um, so in this community, as tight-knit as we are and in as evolved as we are, I wanted to talk about the importance of building relationships because uh, the newspaper, to me, is such an important part of our community. And I know in any media, we all get the daily complaints about why aren't we doing this or why aren't we doing that? But what would we do if we didn't have our local news source and our local not only in radio, but also in print. And I know that takes relationship building. So wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and it's tough. I mean, um, being the editor of a newspaper, um, you know, we're under pressure to print, you know, all the positive news, all the happy stuff that happens all the time. And we definitely want to get that out there. But, you know, there's negative stuff that happens in the community, too. And community has a right to know about that and so we have to put that out there so you know it's letting people know that you know we're yeah we're 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 printing the good positive news now but we might come to you later to ask about something that might not necessarily be positive but we still have to get out there and so they you know it these organizations understand that you know it's not personal you know we we right. we have a, a duty that we have to do sometimes and we have to ask the tough questions and um so it, with that being known i mean we've we get so much respect from organizations in the community the county we all work uh, you know great together uh, right. with information sharing and and uh, it's um it's been it's been positive working up here in the county that is good to hear. I'm Holly Grimaldi Flores. You're listening to The Sages Among Us. My guest tonight is Elias Funes. I want to get that right. I swear I've been saying your name wrong so many times. And uh, the editor of the Union newspaper. And I think one of the things I probably should have started with is what does the editor do at a newspaper? A lot of different things, at least in this day and age. All uh, the hats. <laughs> Well, you know, and an, edit, an editor before, you know, 20 years ago at a newspaper uh, was probably a little bit different, at least, you know, uh, the larger newspapers um, have a lot less um, involvement, I would say, in the actual news gathering and, and just the, you know, uh, overall editing of the content as it's coming in. Uh, it's not only making sure that there's, you know, the, the typos and stuff are, are corrected, but... Uh, the content, the uh, pro progressions of the of the articles, making sure that they make sense, that there's not, you know, repetitions are pulled out, um, uh, you know, uh, making sure that the the right questions to the reporters are are being asked. You know, uh, plenty of times I get articles that that come before me, and I'm like, well, did we address you know this 
this instance that happened in the past. You know, we need to reference that. We need to provide the correct context. So that's that's where I come in, and I make sure that you know we we're providing that that variety and and uh, getting all different kinds of content in the paper and. And it's also about the organization of the stories where they're presented um, so that we're putting, you know, the correct stories in the correct place. Um, you don't want to, uh, you know, a local story investigative piece to be buried in the back of the page. We want to put that up front. We want to highlight our, our reporters and our local stories and put more of the national stuff inside and, and occasionally tease to it from the cover. So that's basically... You know, basically what I do. Basically the job. Yeah. Part of the challenge, I'm guessing, is that you have staffing has changed. I wanted to talk about one of the things I know community people are saying a lot is where's the where's the radio or where's the newspaper, where's the media at this particular event. And certainly in the last few years, not only financially, but just staff-wise in general, having experienced people in this industry cannot be easy to find so are you constantly mentoring bringing up the youngins i was i would say kind of i call it the uh, elias funes school of journalism uh sometimes but i don't mind because you know as long as you have that that desire that drive you know that um <clears throat> that's that's what matters you know you can't be a lazy journalist in in this day and age you got to be that person that wants to to hit the street, that wants to ask the questions, that wants to take photos, that wants to tweet stuff at the same time, um, and that's that's kind of you know what how the industry has evolved nowadays. So um, it is a challenge, of course, because there's less less money in the industry, so it, it, it's harder to find that the the, the quality work sometimes. But uh, but we've been getting through, and people still love it. I mean, when you've got that media bug, that bite, I think that this continues to come up generation after generation of people who really do want to absolutely see the community represented. So it seems like the publisher gets all the glory and all of the, you know, all the press, so to speak, and the editor gets all the hard work. Is that a fair description? Uh, sometimes, but I wouldn't say that's fair. I mean, the publisher is doing so much on the business side and making sure that we're all getting paid, you know, so we can't, you know, we can't throw the publisher's role under the bus. Oh, let's, come on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But you know what I mean? The publisher is who people identify with the paper, um, but not, but understanding that that, re that role really is the business side more than the day-to-day -day of what's going to go on page one. At least in this, um, at least in our dynamic here at the union, other newspapers, um, it kind of might be shared a little bit more between the two. Sometimes it's more, um, um, yeah, it, 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 at least here with the union, you know, Chad's really, Chad Wingo, our publisher, is really kind of handling all the day-to-day the -day business stuff, and, and he lets me do all the, uh, the editorial Fill content. those blank pages, as we Pretty like much. to say. yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a newsflash. Every day, it's all blank pages, and they have to be filled, yep. right? There's yep. the challenge. That's the daily miracle. On, on a daily basis, <laughs> on a time, with a time limit. Yep. So I know that you work, it seems like, seven days a week and all hours. What is the return on investment for you time and energy-wise? What do you get back? Well, aside from that printed paper every day, you know, like it's holding my hand and get to get to show myself that, hey, this is what it's all about. Uh, but knowing that it goes to all the, you know, uh, I think we're 8,800 uh, circulation 
uh, knowing that it goes to you know thousands of of doorsteps every morning, and that we're we're helping to fulfill this um, this uh, this need in the community, getting information, and not everybody's connected online. You know, all uh, our elderly population, they like I said earlier, they really want that printed, you know, newspaper in their hands. They're not looking at it on a tablet or or uh, or on Facebook or online. So. Right. And something people don't consider is the fact that not everyone has access, which, you know, you think in this day and age, 90% of the people do, but we do have some pretty rural areas. Absolutely. And there's been some times when the power's gone out and we've had the newspaper get to people's doorsteps even before the power gets restored by PG&E. So, um, so it is, it is a vital form of communication uh, in these rural counties for sure still. So I get that it personally is worthwhile. There's that sense of pride that you go. Um, was there anybody who influenced you in this direction to kind of help you in a positive way? We talked about the guy you didn't want to be. Well, there was Brian Hamilton. He's the one who really, you know, um, he restored my faith in in the journalism industry, really. Um, you know, him believing in me and, and uh, you know, saying I could do anything here at the union basically and and that's kind of what I did so <laughs> but he he was just so collaborative you know I'd never I'd never had a, an editor like that before who uh, who wanted to hear our you know our thoughts personally and um, really collaborate with us and trust um, trust you know our our, um, our our skills you know and let us let us run the paper so that was that was really refreshing yeah, Brian was, uh, as you know, he started out as a sports writer, mm-hmm, and then suddenly mm-hmm. there he was running this show. Yep. So talking about this particular community, and I did want to touch on the importance of having local media. As we look in bigger cities and bigger areas, and pe- newspapers are closing up shop daily, mm-hmm. How I know how important it is to have the newspaper here. How can the community be supporting the newspaper to make sure that it stays here? Well, aside from, you know, thinking about us for advertising, you know, you can always send us your news tips. News at the union is our general email, and um, we're always checking that for news tips that come our way. Um, also, um, uh, uh, you know, send us send us your other voices, your letters to the editor. Let us know what you're thinking about, uh, you know, things in the community or about about the way we're running things, you know, things that you might want to see things you don't want to see, um, you know, we're, there's no way we can know what the community's thinking about us unless they communicate with us. So that's, that's the main thing, I think. And let's touch on that a little bit, because I think there's a misconception that you pick and choose what is entered by the community that gets published. And doesn't pretty much everything coming in reasonably get published in a letter to the editor or other absolutely places. absolutely there was there was a time when we had our um our regional um editor robert suma was still working up here and he was kind of putting his foot down on a couple um columns and and we got flack for that you know we we had to basically say well you know we made a mistake and you know just because you know this person you know someone had a, an issue with them and brought up xyz about their past you know if they'd already you know come you know, full circle from that time, you know, we, we need to be able to give them their opportunity to um, to write to their local newspaper if they still want to. So um, so basically, you know, unless it's, you know, something that's, uh, you know, racial, overly racial or just, you know, way off topic, um, you know, there's probably only been one or two 
columns that I've had to hold. And even in those instances, I, I wrote back to those people and I said, hey, this is why, you know, I'm not running it. I can run it if you let me pull this part out and this right. part out. You know, right. it's like, I'll work with you. You know, I still want you to have your voice out there. But, you know, certain rhetoric can be harmful in this day and age. And I don't want to allow that to be repeated. Certainly. And on that topic, God, time is going by so fast. Over the last few years, obviously from the pandemic and forward, have you felt the change in our community? I have. I have. Absolutely. I've been here since 2016. And, um, you know, and I, I maybe part of it was a pandemic. Maybe part of it was a, a, a Prop uh, 64, you know, passing, you know, that, that changed a lot of the dynamic around here. Um, and those are probably the main the main reasons that I've that I've seen in this in this uh, county. Would you explain Prop 64 for people just tuning in? Yeah. So the uh, legalization of a. Uh, of cannabis and uh it it um you know this is a big cannabis producing uh county and has been for years and uh that was a uh was a serious blow a lot of people um you know supported it and still support it here in the county um but maybe the rollout didn't happen in the correct way maybe um you know there weren't the right kind of protections but um it just seems like uh the the dynamic that helped form this this county or at least make it what it is now um has kind of changed and um i'm not sure if it's you know for the good or the worse or <laughs> or how it'll all play out i know exactly. we're kind of all just peeking out again i think yeah, over the last couple of years in terms of your day-to-day -day, you are in really in the trenches of our community and i'm wondering what you might suggest for people who might want to help? Is there areas where you see people should be stepping up while they're really good at complaining instead? <laughs> well, one thing I noticed, um, you know, we had those two big snowmageddons uh, this last year and then the year before, and uh, it seemed like people really were maybe meeting their neighbors for the first time during those instances because they had to, you know, the communication was down, you needed to check on your neighbors. And uh, and a lot of these neighbors are are elderly folks up here. And so if there's one thing that I could, you know, suggest is to, you know, not just check in on your on your neighbors during these, you know, um, snowmageddons or, or, or times of need, but year round, you know, let's see what these folks need, um, you know, whether it's limbing up a tree or something that's got some ladder fuels or, you know, taking a, some extra piles of pine needles to the uh, transfer station or something. You know, that's something that, that these folks might not necessarily be able to do easily. And it's something that can kind of help your own neighborhood for, you know, wildfire safety as a result too. But, um, but that was one thing that I noticed is that, you know, everybody seemed to come out and, 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 uh, you know, say hi to each other during these, uh, times of extreme need. But, um, you know, let, I want to see that more year round, you know, let's, let's yeah. help out our neighbors more often. Get back out now that we have a town square, right? Downtown Absolutely. Grass Valley yeah. and, um, Nevada city still has Robinson Plaza, of course. Are there other organizations that you're involved in in the community? I don't know how you could possibly have the time, but I'm going to ask anyway. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, uh, I help out with cleanups when I can. Uh, there's the hospitality house cleanup. Uh, I've been helping out with that one for the past few years, and, and they're doing that again coming up, uh, I think, the next Thursday, the 26th. Um, so I'll, I'll be out there helping out again, too. But, um, you know, I, and I, 
anytime I can help, you know, if I can, you know, is 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 my motto. You know, if I'm out there and you know reporting on a on a story and and uh, you know a, a a fire hose gets twisted up and you know the firefighters like ah, you know looking at me, okay, I'll untwist it for you real <laughs> right. quick, you know. But um, you know, so I try not to be that um, that that journalist that that can't put their camera down or the pad down and 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 help out. I try to help out when I'm out there on the double scene. duty, so to speak. Sometimes. Are there volunteer opportunities at the paper itself? Um, we've had um, interns in the past. Uh, I've had a couple high school interns um, over the years, uh, and we've had interns that have wanted to you know, know about writing or layout and different things. So, so there have been some volunteer uh, opportunities for sure. What is your favorite thing about your job? My favorite thing about my what do job? You, what makes you get up out of bed every morning going, <laughs> let's go? Um, I know I sprung that on you, but. No, that's a good one. Um, just, just, I don't know. You know, it's tough. You know, it's, um, it's being, Coming from the, you know, I had the multimedia reporter position uh, on lock here for for years, and you know, I just got to go to all these fun events and do all the cool stuff, and and now it's, you know, it's I got to be a little bit more serious, you know, not going out to all the events all the time. So I guess it's maybe that that sense of um, responsibility, I guess, that kind of gets me, you know, keeps me going, you know. What is on the opposite spectrum? What is the thing that every day you shake your head and go, I don't even know if I can do this another day? <laughs> you know, that I know there is. Uh, sometimes when I'm shorthanded, obviously, um, you know, if if I had 10 more reporters, you know, giving me content from, you know, the courthouse and all over the place, you know, that would be ideal. But uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, reporters get sick or they got to go on vacation and it's just me and someone else. And yeah, that's that's the toughest. Yeah, those big old newsrooms, I, I think, are a thing of the past, certainly they for are. small community. Even the big communities. Yeah, because I come from the Modesto B, and uh, my parents still um, subscribe. And, I mean, that paper is it's half the size of the union. Yeah. And they have three times the population base than, than Nevada County deserve. So it's it really is uh, a shame to see, you know, what... What, what some newspapers have become and, and uh, just you, makes me grateful that this one's still very viable. And I know the union has been sold a couple of times over the last few years. Is that something that we should be concerned about? Cause I, what I really want to drive home, I think, is how important it is that we have independent news source. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was concerned with any time that there's a new ownership um, and uh, definitely was concerned when, when Ogden purchased us and then uh, with um, uh, Gold Hill here now. But, um, you know, they've they've been very hands off, you know, and that's what I appreciate. They let us do our jobs. They know that we know what to do and we do it. And, you know, I, I, I heard somebody else was telling me um, about a, a newspaper that changed ownership and uh, just how they were breathing down their necks. They wanted this, they wanted that. And I'm, I'm just very grateful that that's not the case with our paper. They, 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 they let us steer the ship the way the community wants it steered. So, How difficult it is, is it to represent all sides? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's the hardest thing to do. I mean, you're never gonna make everybody happy. 
True. But that's that's you know my eternal challenge, I guess. You know, is to try and make everybody happy. I guess that's why I'm a Libra. <laughs> but it's all about balance. I think I remember uh, Brian was probably the editor when it happened, but there was a series of one topic, and he was somebody had sent in a count of how many on blue and how many were mm. red, and I was like, there's no getting ahead of that, man. Nope. I would think. We have about a minute and a half left, and I always like to ask this question. It's not on your cheat sheet. If there's anything different, something that you could change and have an effect on in our community, what would you change? Way to spring one on me, Holly. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. With a minute. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, just maybe the diversity, you know, and that's nothing that, you know, is just going to happen overnight, but... You know, in my hometown in Patterson, um, they opened up to, you know, all these different races and organizations and people that, that founded Patterson and made it what it is now. And I'd like to see a lot more diversity up here in Grass Valley. I think that, that is one thing that people have been clamoring about for quite some time is, you know, we're a pretty white group here and now we're a white old group. So how do we get people to stay engaged? and then bring up the next generation. But it sounds like your newsroom is doing that. Trying, trying. <laughs> well, I wanna thank you for being here, Elias Funes, karaoke singer, by the way. I didn't even ask you to sing. <laughs> no, but, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, I, I snuck in somewhere once and there you were, and I was so impressed. But I wanna thank you so much for being our guest tonight, my guest tonight on Sages Among Us. You're listening to KVMR FM Nevada City. KCPC, Communo, and coming up next, Democracy Now! on, K on KVMR.